You are listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Welcome to the Patriot Pastors Podcast. I'm Wade Lentz, and I'm joined with my good friend, Harold Smith, pastor at First Baptist Church, Roland, Oklahoma. And uh, Harold, I had to, I need to say a quick thank you for you filling in for me last month when I was sick. You did a great job. Hey, if I still cough, it's due to that illness I had. I had RSV. I, I'd never had it before that I know of. And somebody told me, said, hey, if you have RSV, you're going to be coughing for at least six weeks. And that is the truth. So, wow. Uh, I apologize beforehand. Yeah, you're not the only person I've heard that's had it. It seems to be going around and COVID made its rounds about Christmas time. A little before Christmas time, there was several yeah. people testing positive for COVID. And um, uh, but uh, you're not seeing the hospitalizations and the deaths and all that stuff because no. We're treating COVID like we should have in the beginning instead of telling people to stay home and don't go to the hospital and don't take anything. Mm -hmm. We're giving them medical treatment before they decline. And I think that's the reason. Plus, the virus itself, we probably shouldn't have even said that word. You know, this whole thing's going to be <laughs> We just got now. muted right there. No, but this will never see the light of day now. <laughs> <laughs> when they see Patriot pa Pastor Podcasts and the word COVID 19, yeah, yeah we're done. Yeah, we're done, but it's just a fact it's going around and, and it's about done. I, I don't know if anybody's got it now, but a lot of people are carrying the cough, including myself. I, I don't know if I had either one of those, but I've had a cough and I was over it until I started talking to you on the podcast and I caught it through the, the power of zoom. I, it's very contagious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you survived the holidays and, uh, yeah. I hope you didn't get a bundle of switches and a lump of coal in your stocking this year. Probably deserve that, but Amanda was very kind to me. She didn't give me give me that. So, how about you? Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, yes, it's about to get better. I just I was talking to a pastor buddy of mine that has a Belgian Browning shotgun for sale, and I happen to have Christmas money in my pocket. So, I think when we wow. finish this podcast, I'm going to go make a transaction and exercise. There you go. Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to start out the new year for sure. Yep. Well, we're going to be talking about the new year and three things for you to consider in 2024. I have said this many times and I, I still stand by it. If you thought 2020 was a world changing year, um, I believe 2024 will be that and more. It's an election year. And uh, for our country, of course, and as things were so volatile uh, in, in the last election, uh, things are much more volatile. And there is a more hatred for conservatism. There's a more hatred toward Trump. They have done everything they could to try to stop him. It doesn't seem to be working. And uh, we're not here at all to uh, endorse him in any way. But we're just saying uh, there is a, an attack that is happening on conservatives. Yeah. And um, the, the the liberals are wanting very hard to hold on to their power and they will do anything, anything, to, to keep that anything. Yes. 
they will do anything to maintain right. control. Absolutely. Well, you look at the illegal immigration, um, 300,000 every month coming in. Um, and, and most of these are young men and they're not Mexican men. <laughs> A lot of them are, uh, Muslims, uh, you know, just that alone, you have 3 million illegal immigrants that we really don't know anything about. Um, that, that's a, that's a security risk in, yes. in and of itself. And, um, and, and then look at the, the moral depravity of our nation where there is this constant pressure to, uh, to bow the knee to the LGBTQ plus agenda, you know, um, I mean, it's just in your face. Uh, somebody was watching the uh, the ball drop in New York and on TV, and the first thing that they show after the ball drops are is uh, is two men kissing. Mm. That's what the camera goes to. They they do it on purpose to just push it down yeah. your throats. You know, that would be my concern for the country. Is you better brace yourself for the media blitz. Mm -hmm. Every time we're in a voting cycle, every time we're in election year, uh, the media is pretty much all one sided. And uh, I, you can make your Fox News arguments all you want to. I'm still saying the media is pretty much one sided. Yeah, right. And uh, they don't like independent journalism. They don't like independent media. They don't like us saying what we want to say on social media. So they're shadow banning on all of these platforms and people are, uh, you know, isolated if they say what they don't want to hear. So if, if the balance of America, I mean, you know, if America's hanging in the balance here, mm -hmm. it's going to come down to how we vote as a country, as a whole, you are just going to get barraged with, uh, it, and it may not just be presidential ads. You're going to get barraged with, if you've got a, a senator up for election or a congressman up for election. But I'm here to tell you, every election matters all the way down to the school board and the dog catcher. Yes. Because that school board is the one that's going to be enforcing that you put a litter box in the bathroom for kids that think they're cats. Mm -hmm. use. That's right. So the school board election matters and the presidential election matters. And so my concern is for us to stand on our values, not, not back up, not falter and, and really vote our values and not our economic wishes, you know, mm -hmm. which one of these will make my house worth more or which one of these is better for, uh, inflation. No, it's really, which one's better for the moral condition of our country. Oh yeah. And, and, and there's no great moral candidates. I've, I've scanned the field. I, I didn't see any that were, Oh, you know, stood out as a, a, you know, clear moral winner, but there are definitely some clear values, you know, yes. on either side of the aisle. And, you know, you need to consider what those values are for you and vote according to them and not be swayed by the just all out. I mean, this is going to be no holds barred. I mean, they, they mm -hmm. are going, you're not going to escape uh, the influence that they're going to try to put on you for this election cycle. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the the reason why we're talking to you this uh, this uh, evening, evening this morning, you know, as to consider these things, and uh, you know, for the Christian or for the church rather, that that ought to breed some caution for yeah. for the modern day church. Yeah, um, no, knowing the atmosphere in which we're in, a very hostile, immoral atmosphere, 
there is going to be, and there already is pressure that is bullseye on the church. Yeah. And, and you see things like, uh, the, the Pope who just recently, uh, for the first time ever blessed same sex marriages. Um, well, we say, well, that's nothing. We're, you know, we're not Catholic, but it is a, it is another signal that the pressure is ramping up against those who have not blessed same-sex marriages. Um, we, we look at the SBC and we see how they have continually uh, have, a, have a downward drift. And there's this, there's this pull that if a church is not uh, cautionary about, it's yeah. very easy for them to compromise right. on certain things. And so the church, and we're speaking especially to pastors, you need to be ready. You need to be uh, teaching your people, uh, grounding them in the truth, because, hey, um, pressure is coming, no yeah. doubt. Well, that's what we've seen in the past few years. We've seen that moral decline. And so when we caution the church, don't think that moral decline is just going to stop because we've hit 2024 and that we're as mm -hmm. bad as we can be right now. We're not. We're going to. We're ultimately going to get worse unless the Lord yeah. gets involved in a revivalistic way. We're in trouble. Right. Doctrinal drift is considering it is, is something to be considered and cautioned because if we look at the Baptist churches of 1990, they look nothing. Many of them look nothing like they like that. Now they have, they've taken their, their, they've changed their name to not to be in something vague. And they, they're not uh, upfront about what they believe. They focus more on social issues than biblical issues. And we're seeing pressure even, you know, within uh, church planning initiative groups. Well, you know, whatever group you're in, they want you to plant this church that's tailored to a specific group of people, mm -hmm. uh, tailored in a specific way to reach them. And that's doctrinal drift. When you take yeah. key core doctrines and put them aside and say, we're not going to major <clears throat> on what we believe. We're going to major on who we want to reach. Then, yes. then you've taken the, the member and put them in the driver's seat. And you've taken the Lord and his word and put them in the back seat. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that for years. And, you know, if you're a church member, you need to be cautious of that. You need yeah. to, you don't need to be telling your pastor what to do, but if you've got a pastor that's standing against that, go up there and pat him on the back and tell him you appreciate his stance. Tell him you're, you're thankful that you can raise your family in a church that's hearing the Bible proclaimed, because I can assure you the powers that be in many of these denominations, they're not telling him that, right? Telling him he's old, he's outdated. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can remember uh, a state leader in the Arkansas Baptist Convention back when I was in the convention. He told me, you don't need to be teaching Sunday school. Sunday school's for eating donuts and drinking coffee. If people wanted to hear a teacher, they'd, they'd listen to Adrian Rogers. He's better than you anyways. Well, <laughs> gee, thanks. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy that's at the helm. Uh, he was at the helm of the Arkansas Baptist Convention for years. Wow. So the pressure from the top to, to take your church in a different direction, not that they can tell you what to do, but they sure try to influence you just like yeah. the media tries to influence you, mm -hmm. uh, just like society tries to influence you. And then just look at all the scandals that we've seen in churches. I mean, mm -hmm. 
look at the pastors that have fallen from grace. Look at the denominational leaders that, you know, it comes to light. We saw this in the convention. They had false degrees. They were claiming to have a degree that never even existed. Yeah. Uh, We had guys that were accused of sexual scandals, misappropriation of money. Mm -hmm. And, And that's not just a Southern Baptist problem. That's across the board. Yes. And so when you've got scandals in the highest levels and and the church just needs to be cautious, it's not, it shouldn't be afraid, but it should be cautious and, mm-hmm. and members should be encouraging pastors and pastors should be educating members. That's what Absolutely. I in 2024, pastor, make it your job, not just to befriend people, but to educate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said it earlier when you said, you know, we haven't seen the the end of this moral depravity yet even though as as bad as as, as it is but i, I want to go back to um how quickly compromise breeds more compromise I, I i'm old enough and i've been in the pastorate long enough to remember when homosexuals were crying hey we just want same-sex unions yeah and i remember then now this is going back several years of preaching against that saying, no, no, uh, that's that's the first step to wanting same-sex marriage. And and what happened? They were granted same-sex union. That led to more compromise, same-sex marriage. And there were evangel- evangelical pastors who were for that, and um, which now that has led to drag queen hour at a lab- public school library and mm-hmm. and mutilating uh the, the bodies of children who feel like that they are not the gender that they were born with um but all of that stems from what compromise and so that's the caution to each local church you have to guard yourself and especially those who are the pastor the shepherd you must guard the church from this thing of compromise. Yeah. Yeah. The so. word pastor comes from the word shepherd mm-hmm. and it means to care for a flock. And in order to care for a flock, you have to do more than just feed them. You've got sheep, Wade, you know, good and well, you can't just throw a bell of hay out there every other day and walk away and everything's going to be fine. Right. You've got to bound up those that are sick and injured mm-hmm. and wounded. And then you've got to protect them from predators that want to prey upon them. Yes. And um, the Bible calls a sheep for a reason. That is probably the most defenseless animal that it we is. raise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's fighting chickens. So there's actually chickens that know how to fight. <laughs> yeah. But there's not fighting sheep. I mean, they just don't. They, no. They uh-huh. don't have the instinct to do that. And so um, uh, it, it's it's just, it's like I said, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, we're not saying the sky's falling. Right. But, you know, Get in a Bible-believing church and stay there and support because yes. uh, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And the only way it's going to get better is if we uh, continue to be faithful to evangelize the world around us. And the Lord, through the power of the Spirit, honors our evangelistic efforts and changes hearts and calls people to Christ. And, I mean, if we think about, you know, our, our second point was caution to the church, but <clears throat> that leads right into our third thought on Absolutely. this. Yes. You know, concern for the country, caution for the church, but now we're talking about confidence for the Christian. Mm -hmm. You and I were kind of throwing these out, and I know it may sound like we've got us a a sermon outlined from the sword of the Lord with those three points, but (laughs) uh, 
when I thought about, you know, the Christian, I'm like, this is not the end of the world. This is not woe is me. This is not let's all go live in a cave and and hide ourselves from the world. Mm. We began to talk about things that the Christians should do in 2024. And you made a great point, and I'll just say it, and you expound on it. You said Christians need to remind themselves of the sovereignty of God. And I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Now, elaborate a little bit on that, Wade. Well, I'll just quote some scripture. Daniel chapter 4, verse 35, it talks about, and it says this, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does. That is, God does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? So here it is. And then also Psalm, the psalmist said, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. That's speaking about the sovereignty of God and that no matter how volatile our world gets and no matter how many churches and denominations compromise their belief, God's still in control. God is still sovereign over all. And that is something that the Christian can take confidence in. And uh, we're not to put our confidence in this world. We're not to put our confidence in some type of a uh, a conservative leader who might be uh, making headway in the national polls. We put our confidence in the Lord God Almighty. And uh, that's, that's where true faith and true confidence flows. Right. Yeah, I always think about Moses. You know, when the people were complaining that they didn't have the onions and the leeks and the uh, the meat and the fish that they were eating in Egypt, and they were just out here living on what I call angel food cake, you know, manna from heaven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and Moses goes to God and says, where in the world would I get enough meat to feed, you know, roughly two million people? Uh-huh. I get the, you know, I, there's no way we couldn't come up with as much meat if we wanted to. And God said, look. I'm going to give you meat, not for a day, not for three days, not for 10 days, not for a week. I'm going to give it to you for a full month until it comes out your nostrils. And God sent quail blowing in on winds. Mm -hmm. These quail were blowing into the camp of Israel until they were knee deep and they stank and they couldn't haul them all off and they couldn't eat them all. Yeah. That's God showing, hey, look, I'm sovereign. If, If I want you to have meat, I can give you meat. Yes. But we as Christians need to realize if God is able to provide it, shame on us if we don't ask for it. Mm-hmm. If you if you are really concerned about 2024, I've got great news. you got a God that hears your prayers and is promised to answer according to his wisdom and his glory. Yeah. And if you know you got a need and you're not praying for it, man, shame on you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have not because you ask not. The, the, James is very clear about that. Mm-hmm. So I think we ought to pray more. I think we ought to trust in the sovereignty. <clears throat> Something that I've done, and, and my, re- my, my reasoning for this is I was trying to limit the amount of info coming into my life. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I, I wasn't like a social media junkie. I wasn't on there all the time, Yeah, but I was on there more than I wanted to be, you know, and no matter what you do, you're just bombarded by the world when you're on there. You're, you're seeing recommended posts. You're seeing sponsored posts. You're seeing things that are not just your friends. You know, the, the, the corporations and the world system is trying to get your attention. And so I just yeah. said, look, I'm getting off all social media. And I said, when I do that, what am I going to do with my time? I said, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to read more Christian books. And 
that's what I would encourage everyone to do. It just mm -hmm. read more. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm not a guy that says you got to read this much on these days, or you know you got to you got to cover a certain amount at a certain time. Just read more. Yeah. Limit the amount of info. You don't have to be engaged in every debate. You don't have to know what the latest Supreme Court decision is. All these things will surface over time, and a lot of them are just the product of a 24-hour news cycle, and they've got to talk about something 24 hours a day. Yes. And the only way it works is if they get you stirred up about it so they get ratings to keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. You can yeah. break that cycle in 2024. Absolutely. Yeah, I, one of my favorite verses, uh, uh, speaking about the Apostle Paul, he's nearing the end of his life, and he tells, I believe it's Timothy, to, uh, to hey, Timothy, bring, when you come visit me, bring me the scriptures. And also the books books. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, th that, that tells us there's scripture plus books, you right. know, that, that help. And, uh, and, and, and really we're, we're suffering today in America due to a lack of understanding and information that people gain from reading books that that's a foreign thing anymore. And that's, that's really sad for sure. Right. One of the things I've done in the past years, you know, behind me, I've got this this bookshelf and there's some theological works up here and commentaries. But the shelf down to just over just level with my shoulder there, those are all biographies of Christians from the past. And as you see that book up the shelf ab above there with the bear skull on it, that that shelf is all nice and neat and orderly. The shelf underneath that books are just jammed in every way and stacked up on top. And the reason for that is. I'm not a real theologically deep guy, but I learn from other Christians in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't get my joy out of reading what some 16th century guy wrote pages on one verse. Uh, some guys do. I, I get that. That's, that's not the way I'm wired, but I'm also a poor reader. So I have an interest in history and I have an interest in Christians and I, I, I want to be encouraged, but man, my reading level is, is horrible. I mean, it's awful. My, my attention spans awful. But lucky for me, I live in the 21st century and I can get onto YouTube and I can watch many of these written biographies in video format mm. on YouTube. And so I don't have to read the words. I can watch great missionaries of the past. There's a couple of great. I think there's actually three or four great documentaries on Charles Spurgeon yeah. that you can watch for absolute free on YouTube. You can watch Hudson Taylor in the missionary to China. You can watch Adoniram Judson first foreign missionary from America's, uh, he went to Burma. Uh, you can, you can learn about these men in movie format. And so in 2024, you can be confident and look, I don't care what the latest Hollywood picture is. We've got decades of previous videos and movies about good, you know, godly stories. Mm -hmm. We, we could spend time in, you know, and you don't have to go all out, but why don't you watch one a month or one a week yeah. or, yeah. you know, just start trying to include because you're going to be bombarded. I mean, you're going to be bombarded by the, the two dudes kissing. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. my mind, there's, there's one thing you should never see. It's two mustaches touching. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just simple here. Unless your wife has a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's certain parts of the country that's more common than others. I know I've traveled yeah. through there. <laughs> But my point is, Wade, the world is just going to keep pounding on this shell. Yeah. And, and we can take confidence in the sovereignty of God. We can read the Bible. We can read other Christian books. 
we can change some of the content we consume and we can stand in spite of all the attacks of the devil because Christ is mm-hmm. in us. Spirit yes. of God is in us. Christ is working right. through us. And we just need to feed that relationship with him and all the things I've mentioned and that you've mentioned foster and deepen that faith and trust in the Lord. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's no better way to do that than at your local church. Yeah. If you're listening and you're not really involved in your local church, I would uh, hasten you to do that and to get involved. Hebrews uh, chapter 10 talks about how we are to not for, to forsake the assembling of ourselves. And the reason for that is because we're to provoke one another. We're to stir up one another in love unto good works. Right. And uh, the, the way the Lord has uh, so uh, arranged for the Christian to grow is that he wants them to be together because iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And I am sharpened as I go to church each and every uh, Sunday and Wednesday, and I fellowship with it, with other saints. Just the fellowship alone is a motivation to keep serving the Lord. So we think about God's sovereignty. We think about how uh, Christ is reigning. Uh, and then we think about how the church is still essential, right? Yeah. 2024, yeah. it's still relevant. It's still essential. And if you're not involved in a local church, get involved. I'm no prophet. I'm no prophet, nor the son of a prophet. But I I could really anticipate uh, real pressure to stop people from attending church or gathering in public, just like was done in the previous election cycle. Anything we can do to keep people at home and make them vote from there Mm -hmm. for unknown reasons to me, um, I can see that happening again this year. So. Yeah. When we caution the church, just go ahead and, and, and inform the church, Pastor. We are going to meet. We ought yeah. to say God rather than man. Uh, we've got bigger fears than death, and we're going to meet. And and that should be something that's a clear command of Scripture to assemble together regularly and yes. uh, something that we should do. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I'm just thinking of, of another confidence the Christian can can hold to, and that is that the gospel still saves yeah the gospel still saves paul says for i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto salvation for everyone who believes that's something to take confidence in yeah you know paul says uh, for i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ in other words he's saying that because there are he's writing to those who are ashamed yeah. of the gospel they're afraid to live out the Christian life in the workplace. Uh, they're afraid to live out the Christian life in public life. And in essence, they are ashamed of Christ himself. And, uh, and so there is a, a calling and really a command for the believer to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is a wonderful time to spread and to share the glorious gospel in a time where America is uh, at a place of really no hope, and I'm speaking of morality speaking, uh, more and more lost people are, are understanding the, the, the dire hour in which our country is in. Right. So not a better time to share them the eternal hope of the gospel. Right. And as the world gets darker, the gospel shines brighter 
it's, you know, when everybody is pretty good and moral and seems to be all right, then, then we say, well, you know, I don't need to be saved. I'm as good as everybody in your church is. Mm-hmm. But as the world gets darker and darker and darker, and we see the depravity of man and people realize just what other humans are capable of. Yeah. And it's, but the grace of God that we're all not in the worst of, of sinners. Um, right. Committing the, the most atrocious, uh, acts. So, you know, you were referencing, um, Romans 116 there. And I was thinking about further into the book where Paul is talking about the return of Jesus Christ. And he says, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, mm-hmm. the reason the Lord hasn't returned is because God hasn't saved everyone that he intends to save you. Amen. Right. And so if we're still here and the Lord doesn't return, because that's what happens when the world gets bad, Christians go, I just wish Jesus would come back. I'm like, well, ma'am, the quickest way to hurry that up is to get as many people saved as you possibly can, because yeah. he's not coming back any earlier than that. That's right. Moment with the Lord is is is, is, is a thousand years. He's not on some yes. kind of time crunch. Right. He's He's working his plan. And his plan re- includes the redemption of a group of people unto himself. And until that's mm-hmm. accomplished, he's not get coming back. Yeah. So you're right. Let's be busy with the gospel and let's trust it to work. Yes. Yes. Let me finish up with this. Here's something else that Christian can have confidence in, and that is glory is still coming. Yeah. Glory is still coming. Uh, Paul said in Romans, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, this world is not our home. Yeah. And as bad as this world is, uh, Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians, he says, for our light affliction is but for a moment. And then he goes on to say, but it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. These things will, in, in eternity, will be nothing but a distant memory of the heartache we have in this life. And so that is something that you can go through this year, 2024, having confidence in the sovereignty of God, that Christ is reigning, the church is essential, the gospel still saves, and glory is coming. Hey, I'm I'm ready for the year. Me too. Open up the mules and let them run, Wade. I'm ready to go. I can charge hell with a squirt gun right now. Gas can and a water gun, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank Uh, you guys for listening today. It's been a good podcast. Wade and I, he's been a little under the weather. I've been a little under the weather. We've had the holidays. Wade, it's really good to be on the podcast with you today. Hopefully in the near future, uh, we can do one together again. I think I'll be mm -hmm. down in your neck of the woods sometime in February. Maybe we can work that out and yeah. see you again. So I'll let you close us out, Wade. Just like Harold said, thank you so much for listening to the Patriot Pastors podcast. I encourage you to go out and visit the Christian Community Podcast website where there are many different podcasts to choose from, us being one of them. And we're thankful for that. But may the Lord bless you.